And now on Radio 4, it's time once again to join the show business legend, raconteur and founder member of the Brussels Sprout Debating Society that is Count Arthur Strong. A keen amateur gardener himself, Count Arthur is never happier than when he's out in the open pulling his own potatoes. If you're listening to this on your allotment, please turn up the volume so that all the vegetables may benefit from his words of wisdom. As once again, it's time for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Ninety-four, ninety-five, ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-seven, ninety-nine, and hundred. Right, let's count my piles. One, two, three, four, thirty-four pounds. What am I going to spend that on? Um, well, I'll have a drink or two with it, of course. I, I mean, it's there to enjoy, isn't it, loose change? Um, I'll have to get that changed into fivers, though. I'm not carting all that round with me all day. Oh, sod it. Who's that now? <laughs> Just when you get counting... The... Good morning, Count Strong. Malcolm, I've told you about ringing that bell twice today. I'm blue in the head. I only rang it once. Well, you usually ring it twice. And today is the rule that proves the pudding has already been eaten. <laughs> so, will you just stop it? What do you want? It's 11 o'clock. Yes, and what? Is this some kind of service you provide? Because if you're expecting remuneration for telling me that, you can go and whistle. I've come for my acting, stagecraft and personality craft lessons. Oh, sod it. Why didn't you say in the first place, instead of all that, I am 11 o'clock nonsense? Uh, you better come in and bind your head Ow! on that light fitting. <laughs> Dear me, the, the, the days just fly past. It hardly seems any time at all since I was in short trousers. It must be the best part of a week since Scouts. <laughs> right. Now, this week, Malcolm, I think we'll work on Othello's speech to Titania from the winter's tale of two merchants of love, labour, loss, part two and three. Well, I was hoping that we could do something that would help me at the casting. What casting? I'm going to a casting for a commercial today, remember? It's for toffee. For toffee? They should be paying you proper money. <laughs> it's scandalous, is that? You never told me. I did. You did not tell me. What do you have to do in it? Well, I play the grandson in it, and I'm a bit depressed because I've broke up with me girlfriend and it's raining. And I go round to see me granddad, and he gives me a toffee to suck, and I start smiling. <laughs> then me phone goes, and it's me girlfriend, and she wants to get back and says sorry. And I give me granddad a thumbs up and he smiles at me and it stops raining and the sun comes out. Oh, does your premium bond come up as well? <laughs> Sounds a right load of rubbish. Oh, just a minute. There's a granddad in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now then. I'll I tell you something. I'll come with you. You'll have much more chance of getting it if you turn up with your very own grandfather on tap and he's a celebrity to boot, just like I am. We'll give them our complete packages. But I, 
I, I don't think... Oh, no, 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 it's quite all right, Malcolm. You don't have to thank me. After all, I am your tormentor. <laughs> mentor. And if I can use my influenza I've accrued over the years to get you apart, then so be it. We all need a helping hand to push us into the stepladder. Um, what time do we have to be there? Uh, three o'clock. Oh, plenty of time. In fact, you can give me a hand carrying my bag of change to the building society. Next, please. Oh, yes, you've struck lucky having me on board with this, Malcolm. I'm just... I'm not sure about pretending that you're really my granddad, though. Listen, once we're in there, just take your lead from me. You, you can make a fortune doing the commercials, you know. Diddy David Diddy Hamilton had his stairs recarpeted when he did one for Doctor. <laughs> now then, Cyril Lord Axminster, natural flax with a tufted loop pile, a hundred percent wolf. <laughs> Two flights as well. I was reading about it in Woman's Realm in the paper shop. He likes the more neutral colours, does David. He prefers to let his collection of Coppo de Monte figurines do the talking for him. <laughs> biscuit is one of his favourite hues. Oh, mind you, there's a lot of difference in biscuits, isn't there? I mean, if your favourite biscuit is, say, a, a party ring, and <laughs> you tell the painter you want biscuit on your walls based on that, his favourite might be a bourbon finger, for all you know. <laughs> be in trouble then, wouldn't you? Eh? Oh, I couldn't sit in a room of wall-to-wall bourbon fingers. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You, you, you'd want one all the time, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, you know, you have to watch out for that, piling on the pounds. Oh, uh, look what the wind's blowing in. Morning, Arthur. Sally? Oh, there's a bit of a queue, isn't there? You don't call this a queue, do you? I would say that in the whole diaspora of queuing, this is a quite insignificant one. <laughs> It's a very long way off, say, Guinness Book of Records standards. Her from Books Fizz would be mortified if she turned up to validate this queue. <laughs> Completely wasted journey. Mind you, I suppose I could give her a hand to cover what would be otherwise dead airtime, as we call it. She could turn me being here to her advantage. She, she could do a little interview with me. I, I must have broken a record at some point. <laughs> Then maybe we could do a duet together, her and me out of Buxby's. Um, if you want to be a record breaker, uh, then cut back to Norris McSquirter in the studio with the stopwatch, timing how many bloody plies Wayne Sleep can do in a minute without giving himself a hernia, whilst Roy Castle serenades us all with a sodden trombone, that bloody infinitum. Oh, I tell you something, it's a good job I'm here because that episode could have been a right disaster. My Stephen got me that for Christmas. Got you what? The Guinness Book of Records. Well, I bet you were thrilled to bits when you opened that. Well, I thought it was a box of Turkish delight. Oh, Turkish delight. You want to be careful. It's full of Eastern poison, is that? <laughs> Have too much of that and you might end up in a nomad's tent in the Sahara. Probably mucking out the camels in your case. Here. Now, here's one for the book of Guinness. Camels and man are two of the few things that spit. Hey, what about that, then? And I know that firsthand because a camel spat at me when I was at Longleat. Bloody thing. They don't tell you that when you're buying a ticket, do they? You can catch things off camels. I, I told the woman that. 
I said, if I've caught anything of that colour that proves to be fatal or even halfway close to being semi-fatal, I shall issue legal proceedings. Do you know what she said? I don't work here. <laughs> what kind of customer relations is that, eh? Passing the book. Well, llamas can spit as well. I've seen a llama spit on Blue Peter. Yes, well, that's the same family as a camel, isn't it, your llama? It doesn't have a hump. No, for well, they don't have humps. Humps aren't compulsory, you know. It's like Quasimodo, isn't it? He had a hump. I know he had a hump. That's my whole point. He had a hump. You don't. Same family. I think ostrich should spit as well. They don't have a hump. Will you stop going on about who has humps and who doesn't? It's spitting I'm talking about. Animals that spit. I don't know how we got on bloody humps. You'll be delighted to hear that listening to all your nonsense and standing up has given me cramp in one of my two legs. Malcolm, retain my place in the queue. I shall cross the room and relieve myself on one of the window seats. <laughs> Dear me, what a pair those. Uh, excuse me? Yes? I was just about to relieve myself on that seat. I beg your pardon? I was, I was just coming across to sit there, where you've just sat down. Oh, oh, sorry. And I have an incapacitated leg, if you must know, which I don't like talking about, done in service of my country. So more fortunate people than me can have a tomorrow to look forward to. Oh, well, uh, look, have the seat. What exactly happened to your leg, then? Well, as I just said, I've, I've got this leg I don't like talking to. But, um, <laughs> me and my leg were out on night manoeuvres. There was four of us. Me, Taffy, Scotty, uh, Paddy and, um, Englander. Um, <laughs> And there was a whippersniper up a tree. Um, count, count strong, count strong, where next? Has your cramp gone? Cramp? I thought you said war wound. Uh, ramp, he said ramp. I'm, um, I'm having one fitted so I can get the car in the garage. Go with the, the, the wheelchair up to the attic to have a look at me medals. <laughs> right, you. Sorry to keep you waiting. Yes, well, it says on that sign that if you're not seen in five minutes... Please let us know. So, I'm letting you know. Right, OK. Well, again, I'm sorry about that. Is that it? Well, that's worth putting a sign up about, isn't it? Hey, I might have deep vein leg tumbola because of the way I have. Hey. But, you know, don't you worry about that. I'll be all right. I'll soldier on. Don't let me getting gangrene queuing spoil your day. Um, how can I help you? I want to change this for real money. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we don't take change. What are you talking about? We don't have the facilities for dealing with it. That is the coin of the realm, that is. It, it's got the Queen's head on it and the undertale. It, it's an offence not to accept it. You could try a bank. Oh, you've never heard anything like it. It wouldn't surprise me if you had a couple of beef-eaters turning up to see what you think you're playing at. See if you change your tune when you're staring down the wrong end of a halibut. I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do about it. Right, good, fair enough, thank you so much. Here, I'll tell you something else. Call this a cue. Wouldn't even be worth Roy Castle getting his horn out this. <laughs> 
Come on, Malcolm. I can feel a shoulder of mutton coming on. <laughs> Arthur, how are you today? What is this? Twenty questions? I come in here to get away from all that junk. Oh, hello there, Malcolm. Hello. What can I get you both? I'll have a pint. Open the bag, Malcolm. Here. What's that? It's five pound in one piece. <laughs> Let me know where it's gone. <laughs> what would you like, Malcolm? Uh, can I have a glass of tap water, please? Hello. Hello, Sally Love. What would you like? You following me around today? No. I think I'll have a glass of white wine, please, Jack. Sweet or dry? Dry, please. Coming up. You want to watch what he gives you. There's, there's hundreds of different wines. It's not just sweet and dry, you know. There's, there's, there's brut... Uh, mead, uh, black and blue nun, um, <laughs> as the supermountain matter. Yeah. I am a bit of an expert on wine, I am. Oh, yes, I can, I can taste leather and all sorts of wine. I can, I can tell you which side of the graveyard it all comes from and everything. <laughs> not, not graveyard, um, you know, the, um, the grapeyard. Grapevine! Which side of the grapevine you hear things through? Why do they put leather in wine? They don't put it in it, it just tastes of it. And that's a nice taste for the drink, leather. Well, I don't like leather. If I sit on a leather settee, it makes me feel sick. I come up in terrible bright red blotches. Oh, my mother's the same with rubber gloves. Her hands all blown up to twice the size and she can't catch your breath. Well, I hope I never get asked to do a wine tasting with your mother and her. That's all I can say. They're more like a bloody Hammer horror film. The pair of them with their blotchy heads and gigantic deformed hands. <laughs> Here, come on, let's have a go on the millionaire machine. I'm good on these. <laughs> come on, stick a pound in that. Now, let's see what we can win on this. You do the buttons. Showbiz, showbiz, press that. What was the address of Big Bird's Nest on TV's Sesame Street? Big Bird? What's Big Bird? <laughs> I said show business. You, pr you pressed the wrong one. You pressed Bird's Business. <laughs> A hundred and twenty-three and a half Sesame Street. You win. What coin was dropped from British currency in 1956? Oh, now, shut up a minute. I know this. Um, half a crown. No, it's a, it's a florin. Or is it a shilling? Uh, no, it's definitely a florin. Because the... How much is a guinea? How, how long have we got? Is there any choices? It was a farthing. Farthing! There you are. I got that just before you with that, didn't I? You win. How much have we won now? A pound. A pound? Come on, then. Hit me while I'm hot. <laughs> Jack, another one over here, please. <laughs> Indian Ocean. No, the Pacific. Which is the Mediterranean? Oh, is, is Lake Windermere an ocean? <laughs> North Sea. Well, what are the choices? It was Russ Abbott. <laughs> You win. How much are we winning now, then? We're one off £10. Can I go to the toilet quickly before we do the next question? Go on, then. Just don't start fiddling around in there. Right. £10, eh? Here, come on. I'll have a go with these buttons. Now he's out the way, clamping my style. Right. What 
name did Ralph the World Sailor Francis Chichester give to all his yachts? Um, oh, I know this. It, um, it was... Um, oh, oh, come on. Uh, how long is there? 20 seconds. 20 seconds? 20 seconds? Oh, for crying out. Um, Sally! 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 What? Listen. What name did Ronald Ben Taylor, Francis Winchester, give to all his yachts? Sorry, can you say that again? It's against the clock, is this, you dozy? <laughs> what did Frankie Colchester call all his yachts? Who? Fanny Craddock, the round-the-horn lone watchman. What's a lone watchman? Oh, bloody Nora, will you listen? The sailor, Francine... Sirencester. What did he call his ships he went on? I don't understand the question. You lose. Oh, brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant, Sally. Thank you so much. And I knew that as well. <laughs> what number did you say it was? 32. Look, do you think it's a good idea for us to go in together? No, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a quite brilliant idea. You'll be thanking me when you're rolling around in toughies, eh? When Diddy, David Diddy Hamilton did his advert, he couldn't move for crates of dog food. Oh, here we are then, 32. What's the name? Matthews and Matthews. It's a bit stupid, isn't it? Well, they just call it Matthews. It's run by two brothers, Matthews and Matthews. It's just a bit catchier, isn't it? Listen, Tweedledee and Tweedledumber brothers, weren't they? At least they had the sense to call themselves something different. <laughs> Going to be terribly confusing in there if they're both called Matthew Matthews. Come on. Hello. Good afternoon. We're here to meet the Matthew Matthewses. I beg your pardon? We're here to see the... Um, uh, the, the Matthews twins. Sorry, I, I don't understand you. There you are, you see, Malcolm. I told you. We're only just through the door. I was just telling him they should have put a bit more thought into the day. Look, I'm here to do the toffee commercial. Ah, yes. I, I think you may have got the days wrong. They're seeing grandsons today, grandfathers tomorrow. Oh, when I tell you a little something, you won't be seeing any granddads tomorrow. Oh, no. He's got an appointment for today. But you're probably asking yourself... What on earth am I doing here? Yes. I'll tell you. Because, as well as being a very well-known celery and water rat, I am... Oh, celery, not um, celebrity, I mean. That's salad, the other one. Um, anyway, as well as all that, I'm his grandson. Uh, his grandmother. Oh, father, I'm his sodding grandfather. So you have an audition tomorrow, do you? Oh, listen, love... Why don't you just tell all the Matthews that Count Arthur Strong has dropped in to see them and has expressed an interest in doing the commercial, if favourable terms can be reached? Um, would you mind taking a seat for a moment? Thank you very much. Do you not think they should see me first? Good grief, no. Dear, oh dear. Have you learnt nothing I've taught you? Yeah, but it's just that she said they're only seeing grandsons today. Well, they'll change all that, won't they? Now that I've made them an offer, they can't remember. <laughs> Um, hi, which one of you is Count Arthur Strong? Oh, very good. Yeah, I can see what you're doing. I always start with a joke when I'm doing my after-dinner streaking, just to break up the icebergs. Uh, right, uh, so it is you, then. And your grandfather and grandson? Correct. Well, we didn't expect this, but, um, 
Well, we've got all our options open at the moment. It might have something going for it in terms of publicity. Our clients might like the fact that you're, you're really related, and there is a slight resemblance, isn't there? No, there isn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't look like that. <laughs> look, we, we were just going to have a quick break for a drink. Oh, how lovely. Here, here's a man after my own heart. I'd be delighted to join you. A, a small double or triple scotch would do me very nicely. Uh, no, 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 we, we didn't mean that. I meant we were just stopping for a coffee, and I was going to say, how about whizzing you in now for a quick chat with my brother and I? Well, if you'd made yourself a bit clearer the first time, all that disappointment could have been avoided. <laughs> right. Um, well, would you like to follow me? Lead the way, Matthew. My, my name's Richard. Richard Matthews. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Are you sure about that? <laughs> of course I'm sure. I'm... Calling me Matthew would be like me calling you strong. Well, I am strong. I can crack walnuts with my bare hands, I can. My Christmas party piece is that. You've seen me do it, haven't you, Malcolm? You got a bit of shell in your eye, didn't you, when I showed you? Well, anyway, my name is Richard. That's not what he told me. You said they were all called Matthews. I didn't mean that. Well, in future, please don't say what you didn't mean. It only causes confusion. Ah, here we are. This is John. John Matthews, my brother. Same surname, different Christian name. What we'd like to do is put you on camera so that our clients can have a look. Uh, are you happy to do that? Oh, absolutely not a problem. I've been on the camera more times than they can forget me. Oh, it's like my second home is the camera. Well, I'm saying second. Strictly speaking, it would be my third. I do have a park share in a beach hut on the outskirts of Mablethorpe with my friend and butcher, Wilf Taylor, which, incidentally, we do hire out if you're interested. Where do you want me, Matthews? Well, if you both could sit over there and maybe you could just chat whilst we're shooting about some family thing, you know, maybe reminisce about what Malcolm was like as a baby or taking him to school. Just improvise. Oh, yes, we'll do that, all right. Just, just you try stopping us. We, we, we do that all the time. Oh, once we get going... <laughs> Right. In your own time. In my own time, what? Start. Start what? Start being natural, you know. Oh, I need more warning than that if I'm going to be natural. <laughs> yeah, OK. In your own time. Um, Mum was wondering if you want to come round for your tea one night. Hey. <laughs> do, you, do you want to come for your tea? Mum wants you to come for your tea. What, me? <laughs> yes. What, at your house? <laughs> yes, because, you know, it's a, it's a long time since she's seen you. What does she want to see me for? <laughs> we're, we're supposed to be improvising. I know full well what we're supposed to be doing, thank you very much. I do know that. Tell her I'm not coming over if she's doing salad. Now, can we please get on with whatever it is we're here to do? Um, oh, do you know, Malcolm, I remember when you was born, like it was tomorrow. Oh, you were a little baby, weren't you? Oh, that's right, yes. I was so relieved you had two of everything. Um, Except heads, obviously. Some things don't need saying, Malcolm. Oh, yes, I was the proudest um, 
Uh, what is it I happen to you? Is it your uncle? Grandad. You're my granddad. I knew that. Um, and do you know, your mother was like the daughter I'd never had to me, wasn't she? I, I won't have a word said against her. Um, uh, well, come on, don't leave it all up to me. Um, when I was little, you used to take me to the pond in the park, fishing, didn't you? Was I taking you fishing? Oh, yeah, yes, I did. I, I, I did take you fishing. Oh, fishing. Do, do you remember the names of all the fish we would catch, I taught you? To see if you can remember them. Um, codfish? Don't be ridiculous. You can't catch cod in a pond. A large haddock? Oh, now you're just being stupid. You get them in chip shops, large addicts. That's what you're thinking of. Dear, oh dear. I, 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 I sometimes wonder where your head was on our fishing trips. <laughs> oh, but do you know what I remember best about when you was little? No. I remember when you would come and visit me on set when I was doing one of my films of mine I'd done, Bridge Up the River Kwai, starring Alex Guinness' book. And you would spill your heart out about all your little troubles you'd been having, and I would give you one of my toffees, wouldn't I? <laughs> Let you have a go in my rocking chair. Little did I know that years later, someone called the Matthew Twins would be making an advert for the telly based on just exactly what I'm like. <laughs> I can't wait to get started. Right, I think that's probably all we need. <laughs> Did it look good on camera? Because we do have a rapport, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it looked great. It really did. Come on, where do we sign then? Snap me up before someone else does. Uh, well, we, we, we have to show it to our clients. That's the next stage. Um, thank you very much for coming in. You can leave all your details with Debbie on reception, if you would. Well, like I say, don't take too long, because I do have other ironing boards in the fire. You know, the Turkish delight people are very keen to get me on a camel. So, you know, let's just hope I'm available. Let's hope that, yes. Thanks so much for popping in. I can almost feel my new stair carpet underfoot. I'll, I'll, I'll get on to a woman's helm. They'll want to come round and do a feature on them, fitting it, I would imagine. How much longer do I have to carry this bag of change for? It's killing me arm. Well, that's gratitude for you. Dear, oh dear, when I think how much I've just put myself out... You should be delighted to carry that. Oh, anyway, we're at the Building Society now. Have a look through the window, see if it's still on. No, no, there's someone else on. Right, come on, then. Oh, good afternoon. How can I help you? Um, I want to change this for real money, please. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't accept change. Oh, another one. Look, I explained to your colleague you're committing an offence saying that. These wooden peas are what people like me fought in three world wars to defend our right to change into notes. We're not set up to take change. We're a building society, not a bank, I'm sorry. You will be sorry when a platoon of beef burgers come banging on your door shouting treason. Come on, Malcolm, pick that bag up. You can expect to hear from my legal team. And I'll get big coverage on this. Woman's helm are doing me on the biscuit carpet. Oh, you bloody idiot. It's not my fault. I've been carrying it round all day. All the handles have stretched. I'm surrounded by half-wits. So I'm going to have to count it all up again now, thanks for you. One P, two P, five P. No, not five, was it? No. <laughs> 
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr, Dave Mountfield and Terry Kilkelly as Malcolm. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe, and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>